Welcome to the sermon podcast from North Decatur United Methodist Church, where all are welcomed and included, connected with God and with one another, and sent out in service and invitation to the world. Each week we bring you the most recent sermon from me, Patrick Fallhaber, or from guest preachers. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Prior to moving to Atlanta and starting my Masters of Divinity at Candler School of Theology, I went to a school named Trevecca Nazarene University in Nashville, Tennessee. Trevecca is a pretty small school with a really big emphasis upon community and faith. During my time there, I developed a lot of really meaningful relationships and strong friendships, ones that I even have today. One of my semesters, I had begun to hang out with a new group of friends. With Trevecca being so small and intimate, there were lots of opportunities to spend time together. Trevecca has this thing called Welcome Week at the beginning of every school year that is full of a ton of events that a lot of the student body goes to. Some of my favorite memories from my time in undergrad were created during Welcome Weeks. There were silent discos, trampoline park nights, minor league baseball games, movie nights, fairs in the quad, paint wars, and more. This new group of friends went to most of these events together and we had an absolute blast. Throughout the semester, we continued to spend a lot of time together. It didn't matter if it was us doing homework in the library, eating in the calf, grabbing coffee at our campus coffee shop, making a late night cookout run, or going to a concert. We had a ton of fun, became really close, and created a lot of fond memories. As time went on though, being a part of this friend group became difficult for me. Fractures started to form the more time we spent together. In hindsight, I started to have my emotional and mental state depend upon how often we were hanging out, their responsiveness, and their tendency to initiate things, or the lack thereof. This took a really hard toll on me. My self-worth absolutely plummeted. My, confident was go- my confidence was gone. I felt that nobody cared about me or wanted to be my friend. I'd given the power of naming my worth and value to someone else. This ultimately led to a break in relationship with myself, those friends, and even God. What started out as fractures turned into complete breaks as our differences in needs and ways of handling relationships came to the surface and were left unaddressed. The text Julia read for us today comes from 2 Corinthians. In this letter, Paul is talking to the community of believers in Corinth. They've organized around the gospel that Paul preached just a few years ago. The people of Corinth are people with all sorts of socioeconomic and religious backgrounds. Corinth was a hub of commerce and a really significant city in this time. People came from all over and had all sorts of identities, biases, thoughts, beliefs, ways of doing things, etc. With such a diverse group of people coming together and trying to live life centered upon the gospel, things got a little messy. Over time, like in my own story, fractures over certain differences had turned into breaks. Divisiveness was a major problem in the Corinthian church and is a primary reason that Paul is writing this letter to them. Just like in the Corinthian church, I see us, the people of North Decatur here today, 
as a people from all walks of life that are able to come together in one place at one time. We come with all sorts of socioeconomic statuses. We bring our experiences of religion here, both positive and negative. We come as our full selves that consist of intersections of various races, ethnicities, gender identities, sexual orientations, ages, and abilities. I do think it's fair to say that North Decatur consists of a lot of people that are fairly similar and probably agree on a good number of things. Even with this, though, life in a community that is coming together centered upon faith can become messy, just like it did in Corinth. Even on topics or stances we agree on and commonly hold, we can argue and create divides when getting into the nitty-gritty. I even actively experienced this in seminary. Just down the street, Candler is a place where a majority of people are progressive people of faith. Yet, when we get into some conversations, we have a tendency to argue about and divide around the particular ways of thinking. For us, life can be messy inside the walls of North Decatur, and I am sure that it is messy outside of these walls too. Fractures begin and can turn into breaks with the people here and with those we know in our daily lives. This letter of Paul's recognizes the messiness that occurs when a lot of people come together. Fractures grow into breaks, differences in opinion turn into divisions. Yet, Paul in this text has charged the Corinthians to be reconciled with God and to be, go be ministers of reconciliation. I believe that this is a charge that is relevant to all of us here today. Sin pervades our lives in the form of broken relationships. Power and privilege fracture people and systems. We prioritize ourselves and ignore others. We create and engage in conflicts with people. Pride rules. Our own arrogance and willful ignorance blinds our vision of ourselves and of others. Trust has been abused and vulnerability avoided. We have even failed to trust at all. There are lacks of a willingness to commit to one another and our common mission because of particular arguments. Betrayal and abandonment continue to occur. The list of fractures and breaks in our own lives and world goes on and on and on. Yet, this text today has called us to be reconciled to God and to be ministers of reconciliation. So a question arises, how do we engage in this reconciliation? I believe that there are three fronts on which we must engage in reconciliation. First, we must be reconciled to God. Paul makes this clear in verse 20 where he states, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He continues in verses 17 and 18 as well. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Despite our own broken relationships, we can be reconciled to God through Christ. What good news that is available to us here today. 
This reconciliation, though, demands of us a faithful response. Paul has cried out to the Corinthians and to us to be reconciled to God. By grace, through faith, we are able to participate in this reconciliation to God. We may be beneficiaries of right relationship. We may be freed of the power of sin. We may be made alive and into a new creation. What good news. It is worth noting that a relationship established or reconciled does not flourish unless nurtured. This is the case with our relationships with God. We must continually center ourselves upon God and orient ourselves toward God. We have each been charged with finding faithful ways of communing with and relating to God, both in solitude and community. Engaging in reconciliation with God is an ongoing relationship and dynamic. What follows this reconciliation to God is pivotal in Paul's text. God has charged us to spread the message of rec reconciliation. God has charged us to be ministers of reconciliation. This is where the other two fronts on which we must engage in reconciliation appear. The second front in which we ought to participate in the ministry of reconciliation is with others. To be good, faithful ministers of reconciliation, we must have honest and humble eyes when reflecting upon our own lives to see fractured and broken relationships. Ones that we have caused fractures and breaks in and ones that others have fractured and broken. Paired with this must also be a faithful and hopeful imagination of how these fractured and broken relationships can be reconciled. Resolving conflict is no easy task. Processing trauma is no easy task. Grieving is no easy task. Healing hurt is no easy task. Trusting again or for the first time is no easy task. Being vulnerable is no easy task. Forgiving others and ourselves is no easy task. I do believe, though, that these things are needed when it comes to reconciliation. The need for forgiveness is especially clear and absolutely essential. In fact, verse 19 states, In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. God has forgiven us and made a way for reconciliation with God and others. Forgiving others for the breaks they have caused and forgiving ourselves for the breaks we have caused gives us the opportunity of reconciliation. I do think that it is important to note that reconciliation does not always require close proximity and especially not a return to the way things were. Circumstances of abuse and trauma do not require us to put ourselves into close proximity to someone or something after enduring that and still having the courage to forgive them. Right relationship can also mean loving from a distance. So, 
Part of this task of being reconciled with others is also to decenter ourselves, to love and serve others as God has loved and served us. Essential to the task of being reconciled with others is to see and recognize the image of God in others, even in those that have hurt us and broken relationship with us. From this, we must not turn away. The third front in which we ought to participate in this ministry of reconciliation is with creation and all of its creatures. It has become increasing, increasingly evident that we are facing environmental crises. Climate change is very real. Natural disasters seem to be more frequent and have worsened as we have seen with Hurricane Ian and the havoc it has wreaked on the Caribbean and Florida. More and more species are going extinct. Air quality worsens. Temperatures and water levels rise. Forest fires plague parts of our own country and the world. Deforestation continues all across the globe. More and more ecosystems are disturbed by the building of highways and cities. We are at a crucial turning point where action is required if we are to have a sustainable earth in the future. Many of these crises we face are the result of broken relationship that humanity has created with, or rather over, the earth. We have exploited the earth for all she offers. We have dominated the earth and ruled over with her with power rather than cultivating her with care. Now, we must remember our co-creatureliness in God's creation. We must recognize our own dependence upon the earth and our interdependence with all of creation. Our life and livelihood depend upon the earth and all that is in it. Genesis 1.28 has been wildly misinterpreted, which has led to poor stewardship of this gift we have been given and relationship we have been told to engage in. So. In seeking to reconcile our relationship with the earth and all its creatures, I believe we must change our habits. We must buy less processed foods and plant more seeds, consume less meat and dairy, eat more fruits and vegetables, drive less, walk and bike more, support less corporations, support more local businesses, use less single-use items, use more renewable resources, have less complacency, and engage in more advocacy and change in policy. The fractures that turned into breaks with my friends in undergrad lasted a long time. Reconciliation was and is no easy task. Going back to the way things were can be tempting, so often, it is easier to live into old habits than to establish new ones. New habits take slow, intentional work. Yet, this is what we've been called to. The time that my relationships with my friends were broken was spent engaging in honest and intentional reflection. I started to go to counseling. I talked with mentors and loved ones. I cried. I struggled, I had resentment, I grieved. 
The main shift, though, was in who I now gave power to define me and my worth. Rather than holding on to that power myself or giving it to others, I gave that power to God. God has defined our endless worth and value as beloved children of God that bear the image of God. I was reconciled to God through this. And as a beneficiary of being reconciled to God, I was able to forgive my friends and myself. A new sense of self-worth and love emerged, and after months, we came together to be reconciled to form a new life-giving relationship. We established new habits together, we let the old pass away, and these are friends that I still have today. So, I now urge us all to receive the gift of salvation that is being reconciled to God. And I urge us all to respond to the call to the ministry of reconciliation with God, with others, and with all of creation. May it be so. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this week's sermon from North Decatur United Methodist Church. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you want to learn more about our church, you can visit us at ndumc.org.